Welcome to Craft Conversations, where I craft a conversation and I talk a little bit about craft beer. I am your host, Brian Dales, and on this week's episode, <laughs> I sit down with Dale Lippin of the uh, Punch List uh, podcast there on, um, where are they at? They're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they have, uh, I think they have a website, I'm not even positive, really, but they do a uh, podcast, they got live video now on YouTube. They're on all the podcast platforms, but we sit down and talk a little bit about Stay Classy Meats. We talk about uh, his new referred app. What do we talk about? Shit, I don't know. So much stuff, man. It was a, an hour plus episode. We talk about MMA. We talk about boxing. We talk about rules. We talk about so many things. So I want you guys to have a listen, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Um. We had the write-in campaign for the mayor. You did that? <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about as far as, oh, the, studio, as, far as the studio goes. I don't think much has changed up here, but um, I've been watching back the uh, the episode that we did previously. Yeah. Which, hell, I didn't even realize how long ago it was. It was April... It's going to be over, any, over a year coming 20, up on you. 22nd, April 22nd. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be close, man. So it's um, it's been a while. Been a while. You can kick that uh, thing off of here. Okay, so don't worry. Everything is on, man. The camera's on. Audacity is up and running. I got your water there. Got me one here. We'll open a beer quick, quicker than we did last okay, time. Okay, yeah, today. yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. I put a new battery in the headphone thing, so that's all good. We can wear headphones if you want. Up to you. I mean, I'm good without. I've kind of gotten used to not wearing them because okay. it was we. Uh, we'll go without. That's fine with me. All right. It's a little bit closer to me this time. That was the thing last time where I was like, damn, yeah, you know, it's listen, a little bit too far. Like I said, I listened back to it today, and it wasn't actually, the sound was actually pretty good on that one. I was okay. surprised. All right. Because that was one of the, um, well, I guess it wasn't one of the first shows that I had done, um, you know, without Caleb. I think, I look back, I think we had finished up on episode 22 or something, and you right. were episode 72. So, I had played around with all kind of shit, you know, from... right. From when he left and, and when we got together. So I thought the sound was pretty good, actually. But I just kept it a little farther away than yeah. I normally do. And I've been I've been telling myself that I need to keep mine further away because right. I project so much. I have a, such a big voice that it kind of overpowers everybody else's. And everything on my board is all plugged into one thing. So when I do Audacity, it's not separate tracks gotcha. you know, for each mic. Right, it's right, just right. all one one track. So my you know if I'm, I boost... The sound it boosted for everybody, right. and it boosts my voice, and it's always more right, than everybody right. else's voice. But you got a good voice too, so works out. Yeah. Um, we're gonna open a beer. Okay. To start. Gotcha. And then we're gonna jump into this thing. What we got today? Out. Something new I saw. I haven't seen this one before. I was at Lowe's Foods uh, drinking a beer up there. Right. And um, saw this guy. I don't know if you like IPAs even, but. Oh. If you don't, beer is beer. I'll drink it. And I, I often say that my two favorite flavors are free and ice cold. And this is right. both of those. It's free and ice cold. But it's, so. it's something new I saw. Voodoo right. Ranger. Uh, well, it's New Belgium. And I'll, right. I'll talk about it here in a second. But um, Voodoo Ranger is kind of a series that they've done. They've yeah. done a bunch of different versions of the Voodoo Ranger. So this is the uh, Starship IPA that they just released. Well, I say just released. I'm not sure exactly how new it is. but Well, it's like a new car. First time I've seen it. It's like a new car. It's new to you, so that's, that's right. all that matters. It matters. Exactly. I want to talk to you about the beer that's on that cup you got, there, or on the glass you got there too. That Sweetwater 420 strain. Oh yeah. 
I want to get your opinion on that too at some point because sure. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do Starship. Uh, talk about it real quick, and then we'll get into um, get into the show. Yeah, and see what's going on with you, buddy. This is Dale Lippin, by the way. Hey, everybody, I'm back. He was uh, show 72. I posted that earlier today. Check it out if you haven't seen that uh, that video. It was pretty good. I've been enjoying it all day. It's two hours worth. I was going to say, we, 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 we were in it last time. Yeah, man. it was a lot of stuff. <laughs> so this uh, this beer here is a New Belgian Brewing Company out of Fort Collins, Colorado. They actually have a, a location up in Asheville now. Okay. So they're brewing up there as well. This might be brewed at the Asheville location, yeah. so... Uh, New Belgium Brewery is a nationally distributed brewery recognized as a leader in sustainability and social responsibility. Founded in 1991 in Fort Collins, Colorado, the company expanded to Asheville, North Carolina in 2016 and Denver, Colorado in 2018. So they got three locations now. Uh, it's now the fourth largest craft brewery in the United States, dedicated to providing that uh, to proving that business can be a force for good. I'm not going to read all this stuff, but. So anyway, they're, they got three locations now, fourth biggest brewery, and what are we drinking from those guys? The Voodoo Ranger Starship IPA. Yep. It's 7.7% alcohol by volume, oh 50 IBUs, so it's oh. a little, little bitterness, I guess. Uh, average rate of 3.73, it's brewed with out-of-this-world galaxy hops. Starship IPA will blast your taste buds with notes of fresh grapefruit and citrus. So, hopefully you like grapefruit and citrus. But that's what we're drinking. Well, I can't remember the last time that I had an IPA where it wasn't showcasing grapefruit, citrus, or some something yeah. in that family. It seems to be those flavors really marry well together, I guess, with the hops or the, what, that they use for IPAs. There's a lot of mango. Yeah, the hop profiles yeah. are really kind of those notes right to begin with and then the the craze right now you know we talked about some of the crazes and what was upcoming in, in beer the last time we spoke and right. uh one of the things that's happened that we didn't predict at all was um the hazy citrusy ipa craze right. the new england style ipa so that's what's kind of going on now and actually now um the milkshake IPAs have kind of taken over. I don't know if you've heard of those, but I've seen them, but that's I don't necessarily know how I feel about. I don't know if I'll yeah, basically they've just added that. lactose into the into the boil, and it just kind of gives it a, a little sweeter and a little thicker mouthfeel to it. So okay. that's why they call it a milkshake, I guess, because they add lactose, which is a milk product to right. it. So I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of the the hazy juicy, which we're about to drink here either. But it's okay. I'm just kind of done with it i'm tired right. of it it's it's a craze that i think is has come and gone but i don't think it's going anywhere no no and that's what i was gonna the last time i bought anything that was even in the remote family what we're having today i bought that 420 strain off sweetwater yeah and i bought a six pack and i got five left in my fridge really you didn't like I it i did not like it yeah it's definitely uh, an acquired taste for that g20 or g13 strain is yeah. it g13 yeah it's the g13 yeah 420 yeah. strain but it's called g13 i think yeah, yeah. Um, and they actually did another one as well that wasn't quite as weedy as right. um, as the G13 strain was. I can't remember what the other strain was, but um, and then a couple other people have tried to do something similar. The the Hemperer from um, some brewery. There's there's two or three different other ones out there to trying to do the same thing, but right. yeah, like I said, it's I'm, okay. It's okay. Like I said, I had it. And I was I, I've got you know I got the I got the beer fridge in the garage, and there's enough other variety out there that yeah. I just continually 
find something else that's not <laughs> that to drink, and it's just been right. sitting there. It's been, yeah, it's we even had it on draft, you know, at Homegrown, and I mean, the next beer and even the set, the the next next beer that we put in, we couldn't get that weed smell right and yeah. taste out of the line. Yeah. I mean, even though we cleaned it and whatever, right. it still just kind of lingered in there. So the next beer and the beer after that, you still had that kind of weed smell yeah. on the nose to it. it. And it's that it, it, for whatever reason that doesn't bother me. Like that wasn't bothering me. I mean, you know, I, it was. I don't know, just something about it. Just I don't know if it was that in conjunction with the taste of the beer. Something wasn't doing it for me. It's just. Nothing against Sweetwater makes a ton of great beer, uh, yeah. you know. But that that four twenty strain, I could I could leave that. I'm good on that. Yeah, I'm good on that. All right, let's try this though. All right, cheers, my man. Cheers. Thanks to, for having uh, me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, cheers to uh, to a new venture, and we'll yeah. talk about that here in a second. But oh, it's not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, not uh, quite as. Um, Grapefruity and citrusy as I thought it was going to be, actually based on the description, but yeah, but it's good. It's a solid IPA. Yeah. Middle of the road. I don't feel like it's too sweet, too bitter, too. No, it's good. Yeah, and like I said, this is um, the Voodoo Ranger series. I want to say this is maybe the fifth thing they've done in this series, but I don't know. Yeah, I've gotten the Voodoo Ranger variety pack before and yeah. worked my way through that. Um, I think it was like the. Uh, oh man, I think there's a zombie ranger and all. Oh, there was all kinds of weird stuff in there. There's like yeah. three or four different ones. I've, I've gone through this. I haven't had this one before though. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, they do a good job. And I haven't I haven't visited their brewery up in Asheville yet. I've gone to Asheville many times, right. but I haven't hit that new brewery. So I'm not sure what it's like. But I look forward to getting up there eventually. So a ton of stuff has changed since the last time I've been here, man. <laughs> I bet it has. Everything has changed. I had a I, well, I say I, but the wife. We had a new. We have we have three kids now, so we had that was the biggest thing. You've had happened. three kids since the last time we talked. No, no, no. Oh, I okay. Three now. Right. So I'm three <laughs> now. Yeah. Gosh, that'd be really busy. So one since the last. Yeah. Time. So one yeah. since the last time, but that that was a whole. That's a whole new development. So we went, you know, thirty three percent more children. Sure. Uh, since the last time I've been here, it's been yeah. So quite that, a bit busier. I'm that was assuming busy. Yeah. We we reformatted the show that I was doing before. It was fistful of cash. Now it's the punch list. And we can get into that. And then um, I'm sure you've seen, I've talked about it on Instagram from time to time, I created and launched an app too uh, as well. Um, well, yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, you had given it to me at one point when I was trying to buy some more meat, I think, and you you told me about it. Is yeah. that, it's in conjunction with that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about all that. Um, I guess we got a bunch of stuff. To, I didn't think we'd have much to talk about, but I guess we got a bunch to talk about. I guess so. I got all, I got so what's the kid's name? You got a boy or a girl? Yeah, so no. So I uh, we had another girl. So her name's Ruby. So um, yeah, she's nine months now. She's built like a koala bear, and yeah. she's she's cute as shit, man. I, I freaking. Well, I mean, everybody loves her kids, but I love. I mean, she right. just. This was a planned thing. This was a planned thing. Okay. Yeah, it just. Um, I always underestimate how fertile I am. We always say that we're going to try, and then there's really no effort involved. It's kind of, right. hey, let's try. Oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that's, we, if we ever have any more, we're, we're, we've resigned ourselves to eliminate the let's try out of it because it's just it's not a try. It's a do. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah we didn't, I didn't try with either of my kids. And right. Here we are. Is that Yoda? Is that do or do not? There is no try? Who's right, that? right. Do or do not. There is no try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's kind of how I am when it comes to having kids, man. Right. We either going to or we're not going to. There's no point. Yeah, that's in not a very good visual for me that you're like Yoda <laughs> when you're trying to have kids. But yeah. <laughs> oh man, have you watched The Mandalorian yet? Oh, I love it. It's fantastic. I mean, I think it's one of the best things to happen to uh, Star Wars in a long, long time. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Have you finished it? Finished it. Okay. So yeah. I don't have to worry about spoilers or anything like that. No. Yeah, okay. I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Way better than you know the last three series of movies they put out. In line with the the original three that were put out, you know, back in the seventies, eighties, right. but I think it's fantastic. You yeah, know, John Favreau, that. he's he's got the pulse on all those things, comics and everything. I think he did a great job writing, directing, whatever he did with it. Yeah, no, I think I I agree one hundred percent. And the at least my litmus test for it on what I how how good it actually was is that the wife wanted to sit down and watch it with me, mm-hmm. and she's not a big Star Wars person at all, and she was like, "This is really good," and I was like. You think so? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, let's watch the second episode. And by the end of the second episode, man, we were like, let's go. Like, yeah. This is it. You know, uh, it's it's been a while since I've had anything that I consider like must-see TV. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think is worth, at least for a month anyway, the cost of admission for getting Disney Plus to watch. It's really, really well made. Yeah, I think so too. And it almost stands alone. I mean, you don't have to even be a Star Wars fan or have seen any of the, the movies or anything. It kind right. of is its own thing. It's nicer if you do know a little bit about it because it's got sure. a lot of little Easter eggs and things in there that you, you know from the movies right. that that you, you that you notice. And the thing that I did, which I kind of you know I didn't like it because you you only could watch it week to week. You couldn't just binge it like right. Netflix and everything else. Right. I wanted to sit there and watch every episode. Right. But I had to keep waiting week to week. Um, and sometimes I would just skip a week. That way I'd have two episodes to yeah. watch, you know. Um, and I got with my son. My son had the the uh, the log on, so I used his log on. So right. it worked out. But he uses my Netflix, and, you know, we use everything back and forth. What was I even getting to? Oh, so every, after every episode, I would go to YouTube and look up the Easter eggs. Right. And it, was, it made it even more cool yeah. to see all the stuff that they – Put sure. in there and all the nods to, to this movie and that movie. And it was like watching, an, instead of eight episodes, it's like I had 16 episodes that yeah. I watched of The Mandalorian. So. Yeah, it was really, it's it's really well done. And I, your point exactly. It stands alone on itself. You don't need to, you, you can watch that and not know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. And just approach it from a science fiction perspective right. and still be wildly entertained. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I also like that they did not shy away from being violent yeah. as well. Right, uh-huh. and that's what I feel like. Some of the the latest movies, it's you know, it's supposed to be kind of kid friendly, I guess. I mean, I watched Star Wars. It was the first movie my uncle ever took me to, right. you know, and when the original Star Wars come out, came out, and of course I was a kid, so I can understand that aspect of it. But yeah, it seemed to be a little more of an adult friendly. Although they throw the baby Yoda in there to kind of sure. cater to the kids a little bit, but it softens it. Yeah, yeah, but it was definitely more of a of a gunslinger western style. A little more gritty. The music even was darker yeah. a little bit. Um, they weren't like, afraid of showing people die, like innocent people dying. Like you're like, yeah. oh okay, you know. So like that, whenever they were on that one planet and they were taking care of the, the you know, the uh, that civilization of people that were being tormented by those, you know, pillagers or whatever. Yeah. And you know, that first initial scene where they come in, they're just butchering people. Yeah. And they're showing everything, and you're like, oh, this is kind of legit. Like there's a real. You know, this is like a real thing yeah. as far as what they're showing. It's not just cutting away, every, you know, previous Star Wars have been a little bit corny in that sense where, you know, if somebody's getting hit with a lightsaber or something like that, it shows their face. You know, it doesn't show yeah. the actual 
cutting of the person or whatever the case may be. Right. But this had a little bit. You saw people get sh- shot with blasters. It was it was cool, man. Yeah. Nah, I mean, it's cool. People, right. Death is cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. No, I, I definitely see what you're right. saying. It was yeah, a like more I visual. Th- I feel like the Transformers movies would be way better if they were R, or if they started from scratch and remade them now with the with the premise of making them a little bit grittier. Yeah, because that's always been one of my knocks against the Transformers franchises is that we as humans are soft, doughy, water filled creatures, and these things are big, hard, you know, metallic things and they're like throwing people around and catching them and sliding across across the concrete and shooting missiles and stuff like that and nobody dies in any of those movies you're like not even a scrape that's like yeah how do you how do you you're not even bloody at the end of this This is ridiculous you should be like these people should be dying crushed to a point yeah yes to see you know starscream or somebody like that just completely with a you know with a 50 cal or something i mean i you know it doesn't have to be grotesquely violent over the top but more realistic, realistic <clears throat> as much as robots from space sure. can be. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you look back, <laughs> like episode one, I guess, the Clone Wars, you know, that they did, um, that when they went back to episode one, you know, they showed mass killing in that, but it was all drones and stuff. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like people, so right. it's a totally different thing. But, yeah, I love it. And then they, they've got, um, you know, they're doing a, a whole another series on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. That's going to be coming out, which yeah. seems like that's going to be, Pretty fantastic as well. Did they say who's playing him? I think it's you and McGregor. I think is, okay. is reprising his role as uh, Obi Wan. So I think you'd have I think you'd get great pushback in the community if you didn't use him. I know yeah. as far as that series of movies go, I know they were widely panned. A lot of people didn't like them for the cartoonish nature of them, but yeah. I think he was pretty steadily praised throughout. Yeah. Fan base wise, I think it's good. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard. Anyway, I, I could be totally wrong, but these guys will fact check it. But who knows? Somebody will send us a message. You Maybe. idiots! Nobody knows who you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> quit talking about shit you don't know. There's nobody. <laughs> right, listen, I love right. the internet, man. Yeah, golly, the haters come out of the out of the woodwork. Right. So, so how was uh, how was your Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff? Did you go anywhere? Go back to Philly or anything? We did or? nothing, man. We did absolutely nothing. The family. Um, my mom flew down here. And hung out with us, and we did. We did, kept everything super low key this year. Um, you know, it's the more kids you have, the harder it is to travel. And then sure. I don't want to do Christmas travel as it is. And it was just, it's way cooler to have some people come to us. And then you know, my wife works night shift, so she worked New Year's Eve. So I, I sat on my ass and played Xbox. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do anything for New Year's Eve. Uh, I think I drank a beer and that was it. I didn't even make pork and sauerkraut till the next day. <clears throat> yeah. So I did. I did nothing. I mean, what about you? I was in bed by nine thirty. Chris, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve. Right. But uh, yeah, Christmas. Um, since I've been back in town, we always go to my parents' house and they they host the uh, Christmas over there. So went over there with both my brothers and their kids and family. And um, my uncle showed up. He usually shows up for for the most part. So. Low key, same thing. You know, my kids did their own thing over on the West Coast. I didn't get to see them this year, but uh, hopefully, seeing them come up um, here shortly. My youngest son will be graduating college, hopefully, sometime in the spring, summer time frame. So I'll be okay. traveling out west for the first time in in a couple of years at least. But right. but yeah, New Year's Eve, I was in bed by nine thirty. I woke up about eleven thirty just to just to say I was up at midnight, but I didn't do anything. I laid in my bed and just listened to fireworks outside my window for the next hour and then went back to bed. Well, yeah, I had the same thing. Yeah, I haven't had cable in years, so yeah. 
I don't have really, unless I want to pull it up on YouTube or something, I don't really have a means to watch the ball drop. Yeah. So I don't really care. I mean, it doesn't, ugh, I, I don't know. My plan was to do that because my wife was the same way. My ex-wife, she, um, she worked nights. So I was always home alone on New Year's Eve because right. she always worked the holidays because nobody else wanted to work them. And, um, yeah, that was my thing to always watch uh, Dick Clark's, you know, New Year's Rockin' Eve or whatever. Right, and, right, right. And uh, my plan was to do that again. I've got an antenna. I don't have cable either, but I, I, I can at least get the local channels. Right. My plan was to watch uh, Ryan Seacrest now, I guess, yeah. took over his spot. And like I said, 930, I was I was out. <laughs> so I, I didn't even see the ball drop this year. I think that might be the first year in, hell, 10, 15, 20 years. I probably haven't seen the ball drop. Yeah, the neighbors across the street had like a little get together outside, and they had like a countdown clock above their garage, and they were all like ten, uh, nine, when that was doing all that nonsense, and I could hear them, and then obviously the fireworks, you know, it sounds like yeah. Fallujah outside, so it was like okay, and then one o'clock, everything was sort of died down, and yeah. you know, I was I just went back to sleep. I didn't really had nothing going on. Yeah, that's I never I've never been a person that gets fired up for New Year's. To me. You know, to just a deep dive off the, the the end there. Time is you know something that is pretty relative to me. I mean, it's just it's a, a way that we that we mark events. It's not doesn't really mean anything to me in that regard. So no. somebody doing oh it's January first and all the hullabaloo that comes with it. I don't really care about it because to me January first is no different than. November first or August first. It means yeah, nothing. I agree. To me. You can start. You can start your new year whenever you want, or your new year, new me, whatever nonsense. You can start that whenever you want. It can be a Tuesday. It can be a Sunday. It can be whatever day you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. The calendar switches over at January first, but to me, that's not something to celebrate. It's just a, another thing I got to remember to write whenever I write a check or sign a damn right. document. Yeah. It's just another, <laughs> another way for uh, for. Retailers to make money, really, right. is all it is. It's the biggest thing. Right. Yeah. Every holiday is just a new way to get a new greeting card and fireworks and all that stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it's a new year, fatter me this year, I guess. But um, I, I normally actually work New Year's Eve, but I had shoulder surgery back in December, so I didn't work this New Year's Eve. Right. So I just I sat home and went to bed. So you did the – I wanted to ask you about it. Um a couple months back, you did the like the isolation retreat thing where you went, hung out. Yeah, that was quite a quite a few months back actually. I want to again time just August back. September yeah. maybe. I went a couple times. Yeah. I went actually almost two weeks after I went the first time. I said I got to go back, and okay. I, I went back immediately right. um, to the Mountain Light Sanctuary. Mountain Light. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard you talk about it and you sing the praises of it, but I just, what, you know, what's the origin of that? Like, how'd you find it? Why there? I mean, did you get out of it what you wanted? I mean. Yeah, it, for sure. I mean, I've always been into, you know, Asian culture, martial arts, right. um, Zen, Buddhist, um, Taoism, just all those types of things is, is kind of what, I've been, what I'm into. And when I came back to South Carolina originally back in 2014, I just went on the internet and started searching uh, Zen retreats or Buddhist retreats or right, right, right. these type of things, and I, I, I found this place. It was one of the first things that popped up on a Google search, and I kept saying I was going to go, never went, never went, never went. Finally, last year, I said, I'm going to this thing. So it took me, I guess, what, over four years to actually even 
pull the trigger and do it. Right. And it's literally four and a half hours away, yeah. you know, right up in North Carolina. So just pulled the trigger on it. And, um, you know, I emailed the guy. I said, what, what does it all entail? And he said, well, you know, we have standard suggestion prices that we suggest for our different abodes that we have throughout the facility there and, and the, the campus. Um, but, you know, if you can't pay that, let, let us know and it's, you know, we'll accept whatever you can afford to pay. So it's kind of a, it's it's a zen it's retreat. A, yeah, it it's really is. It's on brand. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it's all kind of pay what you can. Uh, this is what we suggest type thing. Um, and I just, uh, I, I went online. I looked at the different uh uh, cabins that they had available. Some of them have no electricity. Some of them are open air. Mm-hmm. There's not even four walls around you. Some of them have four walls, and you have some some electricity, uh, some heat. Uh, nobody has AC. You know, it's up in the mountains in North Carolina, so you don't really need it. But, right. So yeah, I just chose the one that I thought I would like the first time I went, and it was fantastic. I had three walls, and two of the wall or three of the walls weren't even walls. They were like bamboo. Um, Still kind of open air. You couldn't yeah, yeah, see yeah. through it, per se, but <laughs> yeah. still airflow going through it. And then the front wall, well, there was no wall. The front of it was open to a creek. Right. Um, no electricity. It had solar lights in it, so you could get, you know, a light at night to kind of see, yeah. what, see what you're doing. But it was just a bed, three walls, and the sound of a creek right outside the front. Yeah, I remember watching the video, and it was like you sort of, like, walked in, and it was sort of just like a U-shape that led to the water, and I was yeah. like, oh, so okay, it was, it was fantastic. Um, they've got a lodge there that has power, has running water, it has right. a couple toilets upstairs, downstairs. You can actually get some uh, lodging there in the lodge if you want. Um, it's all communal, so you go in there, you bring your own food, whatever. You right. can't. They're not going to serve you what they want, but uh, you bring your own food, and they give you a little cubby space in their pantry and in the, the fridge. You can label your own things in there. So if you want, you can go up there and still eat and do all that kind of good stuff. They have a, a library there on the premises um, in that lodge where just a ton of different books. You can just sit up there and get engrossed in books. Sure. Uh, DVDs. They've got a computer room where you can sit there and watch movies if you want. They have Wi-Fi there in the lodge. But all the other places, you can't even get any cell service. Right. I mean, you're totally cut off from the world unless you want to go to the lodge and use their Wi-Fi and maybe check your email or something sure. if you want. But the first time I went... Uh, besides filming and doing some camera work, I stayed completely off the grid. I actually fasted while I was up there, so I spent a couple of days with just no eating, just nothing but water. Right. Um, it just really took it all in and just kind of got back to nature. And Like I said, two weeks later, I went back and, and tried a different uh, facility that actually had power and heat right, in right, it yeah. and um, a little more to it. And I'm sad I haven't been back, really. I kept saying I was going to go probably once a month, and I just haven't gotten back around to going oh, up there. Right. So. I'm, I'm planting that seed yet yeah, again. Yeah, i got to get back up okay. there. <laughs> and, you know, the times I went, it was perfect weather. I mean, it wasn't too cold, wasn't too hot. Right. Um, there was maybe a few bugs up there that were a little bothersome down by the water and things. But other than that, man, it's just a place to get up and, and just kind of be with your own thoughts and take a break and, like I said, get away from technology and people. and Right. Uh, just reflect and kind of regroup and, and re-energize and yeah. I highly recommend it to anybody. Yeah. No, I saw it and I was, you know, a little low key jealous that you were up there, you know, just sort of, yeah, you know, just 
I probably talked just now way too much about it, but no, I mean that's I asked. I mean, you, yeah, you, you did. Ask. To, you were supposed to unplug and relax right. and re, you know, and refresh. It's, it's become a membership thing now, so I guess they've started getting so many people that are interested in the place. They now do. It's an annual membership, and I right. think it's, I think it's fifty bucks for a year. Right. Um, and then you still pay, you know, for each individual thing. You know, one of them might be forty bucks a night if it's just real right. bare bones. Right. Um, there's one that's. They call the banana huts. Um, I think there's four, four huts that are in a row, and it's literally just a hut with curtain sides yeah. and a bed. It's a, a twin bed or a queen bed or something. And that's it. I mean, you climb up into it, you sleep at night, you you get up during the day, and you, uh, you know, cruise around the facilities and, and take uh, take in some of the sights and whatever. And you go hike and you go down to the river and you can fish. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can read a book, whatever. Right. But it's it can be bare bones for I think those are forty bucks a night or if you agree to do some work on the grounds those are free. Oh, you gotta love that! So you can go up there and spend I think it's a two night minimum, but you agree to do I don't know X Y Z four hours of right. work weeding cutting some grass right uh, building something and you get to stay for free. So ain't wrong with that man. It's super cool. Yeah, I like yeah. it. And then they do have some other facilities that sure. have four walls, right? Windows, heat, coffee maker, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that that would be a necessity. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, I got to make me a a new date to go up there. There you go. See, it's, it's all about inspiration, man. You gotta right. Got to bring it out of you. So let's see what else, what else you got to talk about. You got anything? I got a bunch of notes here, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, so. I rebranded. Okay, and, let's, and, yeah. let's let's jump into that. Yeah. Well, last time we, we sort of, <clears throat> we were going to talk about MMA and fighting because that's what brought us together initially. And then we, we talked about everything under the sun but that until the very end. So yeah. um, so you were Fistful of Cash podcast. Yeah, we were Fistful of Cash podcast. And, and that was, was you and your brother. That was my brother. Yeah. And um, we did, we focused primarily on combat sports betting, but we also did basketball and football and baseball. Right, and at the time you were the number one. We were the number sports one sports betting podcast on iTunes. We were the number one MMA betting. MMA, on, yeah. So uh, that's what we were at the time. Just through life circumstances, he got busy. I got busy. He got busier. He decided, you know, just I, I and he wasn't local. He was. Yeah, he's he's Pittsburgh, back in Pittsburgh. Right? Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh. So we just couldn't make it work. <clears throat> Our schedules were clashing too much. It was more me by myself more times than not. And, and have uh, you come out of the closet yet? Have I? Yeah. No. You're still in a closet. Still in. Okay. All still right. in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Till I get a setup like this? No, I am still yeah. in. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, we just we just decided, you know, it, he just didn't have the time for it, and I was putting in a lot of effort by myself. So we just, I'm just going to make this my own thing. I'm going to talk about what I know the most about. I'm going to move away from the other sports, and I'm just going to do combat sports betting. Okay. Um, so it's just MMA. Yeah. Boxing too, or yeah, we do boxing, but it depends on it depends on the event. Um, you know, just some low key stuff. Not usually not, but a lot of world title fights or number one contender fights. We'll cover right, those. like the Tyson, whatever coming yeah. up here. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that kind of stuff. But it lion fight too, like uh, the Muay Thai stuff, or do you get into it? That? It just depends. Okay, you know, if there's a market for it, we I have no problem talking about that stuff because I follow it and watch it anyway. The problem is, is that we run out of, um, we run out of gas in the sense that 
you can't find lines to bet on those. Yeah. So a lot of people, unless you're watching Glory or any of these other little smaller sub promotions, if you're a you know if you're an enthusiast, you're happy to hear somebody else talking about it. Right. But if you're somebody talk about it, but you might not put lines on it or something. Right. right? So yeah, there's not going to be there's not you're not going to find any action on it anywhere yeah. to bet on it. So the information that I provide <laughs> isn't going to do you any good because you can't take it and apply it and make yourself any money. Sure. And that's what we want. I want to provide information to people and have them make money. Um, and how long ago did you did you guys go to the We punch are two list? episodes in. So episode two of the punch list, which is the new reiteration of Fistful of Cash, it, we just launched our second episode today. Okay. Um, so we're available on all platforms and took your advice from the last time we were here and we started doing it on YouTube as well. Nice. So we we do have a video component now, which is great. Just right. I did watch some of the first yeah. episode on the on the video. Right. So, that's so cool. we're we're learning as we go with that. Um, you know, only so much you can. Every every, you know, every new episode we see things. We're oh, we got to change this next time. We're gonna change it. So it's gonna sure. be a minute till we we got that smooth, clean, polished look that we like. But uh, the other guy that's running the show with me, Trey. He was doing another MMA show called Proper Punches, um, and he was doing well in his space. I was doing well in mine. However, we both felt that we had enough content for about three quarters of a show, not exactly a full show's worth of content. So we sort of started, we were talking to each other daily anyway about MMA and boxing and stuff as it is, and we thought, well, why don't we just take these and just you know, trim the fat off of it and combine forces and, you know, create a more sleek operation. So, right. And based on the video that I saw, you guys are still separate, right? I mean, you're still two different locations. Yeah. He's in San Diego. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So he's in San Diego and obviously here, Somerville. So why can't you find a local guy? I, you know, or girl. Yeah. No, I'm good <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's the way it is, man. I, I don't I don't know. You know, it the internet is a weird thing because the internet brings people together that wouldn't normally be brought together, and uh, yeah. it's wild. You know, just the, the longer him and I, you know, converse with one another, get to know each other, and you know, we, we've only been friends for a relatively short time, but we know and move in a lot of like the same sort of circles, you know, in in a weird kind of way. Um, like Stay Classy, the guy who, the co-founder of Stay Classy, um, Scott, he lives 10 minutes away from Trey. But we had no idea. Right. Right. So it's one of those things where it was like, I'm talking to Scott from Stay Classy. and we're like, you know, He just got married this last weekend, so congrats to him. Um, you know, I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, he's talking about this property that he just bought. And I was like, oh, where is it at? And he goes, oh, it's, you know, such and such San Diego. And I was like, oh. You know, the guy, this other guy from the show, he lives in blah, 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 San Diego. He goes, it is 10 minutes from my house. And it's like, yeah. what? Well, now, because you spo- they sponsor the punch list, before, you know, him and I just had to converse over phone, email, or text. Now Trey's right there. So it's like, hey, well, we want to talk about them and what we're going to do next or next moves. You guys can meet for coffee. Hmm. So, so were they were they sponsoring his other side project as well to no, begin with or no? No. So okay. what it was was... Well, we and yeah, just, shout out to those guys. Yeah. I, I got some meat defrosting in the fridge right now for tonight from State Classic Meat. Yeah. So um, they are—they've just been fantastic, man. They've been so good to us. Um, and it was one of those things where I went to him with the idea and said, "Look, I'm dissolving Fistful of Cash. I'm moving it into this new thing. This is my vision for it." 
um, is this something that you guys would be interested in? And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So, um, you know, the, the, this show is, you know, our, as far as our primary sponsor goes, it is primarily sponsored by Stay Classy Meats. So you watch our watch our episode, the logo pops up, everything. I mean, they are, yeah. that, I mean, those are my people, man. Those are, uh, yeah, I think it was like down in the corner, right, yeah. on the YouTube video. Yeah. yeah, I saw that down there. So what's the uh, promo code for my listeners now? What, can they get a deal on Stay Classy Meats from you guys? Yeah, so the promo code is FIST. F-I-S-T. Okay, so it's still yeah, FIST. It's still FIST, F-I-S-T. It's still 10%. But, you know, I don't know if I if we've mentioned it before, they may not know. They do a they do a subscription service as well. You can do a one time only box if sure. you want, but you can do a subscription where yeah, you get and, another six percent off, I think, or something. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, you get that, and then the the ten percent discount applies to that as well. So you you save money with the subscription, then you can use our promo code, and every time that they fulfill that order, it's another ten percent off. Right. So. If you save, if you sign up for a subscription, it's essentially sixteen percent off. Right, and that's what I did. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you can you can save a lot of money. Yeah, that that's regard. big time. Right, and their yeah, meat on, is on a two hundred dollar order or whatever, right. and that's, their meat's ridiculous. So I don't. It's fucking good. It's <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah. And it's you know it's funny is like I love like when we have people over to the house or I have people come visit you know because my family listens to my show and stuff like that. Like my dad's a big meat you know connoisseur and all that kind of stuff and. He comes down, uh, you know, he, he's older. He doesn't really give a shit about podcasts, but he loves the fact that I have a, a meat sponsor. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, let me try this stuff. You're always talking about it like it's this great thing. And I cook him something, and he's like, oh, shit, you can really, like, there's a real difference here. Yeah. And that sounds hokey, and it sounds like you're you're really, you know, spinning a yarn for somebody, but there is a legitimate difference in that, that level of difference. quality. Yeah. I'm on, not, on I was where not prepared Where your meat is sourced from and yeah. how it's taken care of, it's huge. Yeah, um, and they, you know, I, I attribute it to the fact that, you know, what they feed the animals, but what Scott was telling me... It's was, all mostly, what, Montana? Is that where it's all? Montana, yeah. 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 So it's all kind of free roam. I mean, it's exactly. great land up there. It's all, yeah, it's not these big feed farms and all that. I'm sorry, I took away from what you no, were No, no, but that's exactly the point, though, is he was saying, you know, the animals are happy right up until they're not, um, as opposed to... You know, saying that means that they're they're harvesting the animals on site. They're not putting them in a truck and driving across the state or across the country and then harvesting the animals. He was saying, you know, there's a there's a marked difference in animals that are transported from one location to another to be harvested because they're they're so stressed out. Yeah. Their body's dumping hormones and all kinds of stuff into the meat, sure. and then they kill the animal, and now their body is filled. You know, right, blood vessels, mega, mega six uh, yeah. fatty acids, which are more inflammatory and things like right. that. Right, yeah. everything's you know. Like, so to have a, a a bison that was just roaming the plains of Montana the way nature intended, then all of a sudden you know his lights go out and they're harvesting them. Man, it's a it's a it's a wild difference. Yeah, it really well, is a that's wild. A good difference. word, just wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's so good, man. It's so good. And like I said, uh, getting back to the show, they 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 poured it over with us. They're our primary sponsor. Love those guys. And, um, yeah, so w- what we're doing now is just we're trying to meld sort of that MMA news, views, and opinions and doing so, you know, marrying that together with the betting as well. Um, so I sort of bring the fight breakdown and analysis portion of it, and Trey is all over the news, views, opinions, and everything else. I mean, that's 
that's that's his bread and butter. Um, you know, obviously, I'm I'm the number. So guy. you're the guy. Yeah, you're the guy to put together who you should bet for. Right. Yeah, where you want to put your money. Yeah. Okay. So that's what and we're doing. He's got now. he's got all the got all the inside scoop on everybody and right. the fighters and yeah. Their training and all that kind of bullshit. Yep, and he's got, like I said, he he's got lots of connections as far as guys that he knows that are promoters and managers. Yeah, I mean, San Diego's a big, and there's a huge big hub, think tank for right? MMA. Exactly. So yeah. there's a he he brings. It's an invaluable amount of information that he's he's got at his fingertips there, and it's a good. I I mean, we're only two episodes in, man, but we before that we would do some live streams on Fistful prior to events and stuff like that, which was kind of like you know, ride with training wheels on it, sort of seeing what we could do if we could do something together. And I, I mean, I love the new setup, man. I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. This new episode we put out, I've been doing, you know, a podcast now for a little over a year. Well, hell, it's a year and a half now. Um, yeah. Is it a year and a half? Two years? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We've, I've been doing it for a while now. And this is, this is as much fun as I've had since the very beginning. Very cool. I mean, this is like this, that's what it's all about, right? It's it's back to being really fun again. Yeah. Because for, for a while, and you know this more than anybody else, because you do shows by yourself a lot. It's a lot of effort to come in here, create content as one person, and then wonder who gives a shit that I'm doing this, <laughs> edit it, yeah. put it out, and do all those things. It's a lot. So once you get somebody in, or on the other side of the table, or on the other side of the screen that wants to engage and be a part of it and is motivated, man, it makes a difference. Yeah. It's a lot of work, man. I mean, not this last episode I just put out, which was, uh, what was that, a couple days ago? Yeah. Yeah. But the one before that, it was a two-hour show I did with a couple guys in here, uh, Fleming and Paul. Right. And um, it goddamn took a two-hour show. It took me eight hours, no, ten hours to upload it to YouTube. I don't know what the problem was, if it was my internet or if it was the encoding or whatever. But, yeah, a couple hours just to encode it, you know, off of my uh, software, and then to upload it to YouTube was another 10 hours. So it's, right. it's like 12 hours of work. Right. I mean, I'm not sitting there the whole time. It's just right. kind of percolating and going, whatever. But, oh, man, it pissed me off so bad. It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. And it's, um, but this last episode, I think I figured out new settings on my software on the encoding that uh, trimmed it down significantly. So this last uh, hour episode that I did took only three hours total. To encode it and get it ready for YouTube, and then to put it on YouTube is three hours. So okay, it was much much better. I don't, I don't know what happened that right. uh, episode previously, but it sucked. I was so pissed off, man. I was sitting at work the entire time just checking my YouTube over and over <laughs> right, and over. Right. Is it is it up yet? Is it up yet? Is it up yet? Is it up yet? And finally, ten hours later, it was there. So yeah, it's just got a lot going on. I mean, it's a lot of work <clears> for one person. I mean, like you said, it's not always labor intensive, but it's. It's yeah. an emotional investment and it's an energy investment. Yeah. Um, so when you have somebody that's willing to share that 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 you know energy load with you, man, it helps a lot. I'm yeah. pumped about the work we're doing. I'm pumped about the direction that we're taking, and it's a so we're you know we, we're episode two now. We're just going to do them around UFC events. So on weeks where there's a UFC event, like UFC Raleigh is this weekend, and we can talk about that. Um, you know, that's this Saturday night. We're doing episodes that are released in the Wednesday in conjunction with the event. Okay. So, whereas before, I was trying to make an episode every single week, event or not, him and I have decided we're just going to do them around events. Okay. Um, so, a couple of questions off of that. Yeah. So, number one, last time we talked, I asked you if there was going to be any events in South Carolina, and you said yes, Greenville. Did that actually happen back yes. in June? 
That yeah, the Greenville one did happen. Okay. Yeah. And did y'all did y'all I did not do well on that or did you No, do so we did do that? well on that. Um we just I just wasn't able to go in person. Yeah. Um but that would have been cool. Right. So those that follow um that, that follow the Fistful Cash Instagram, we had a running tally on there for the year. Um and now that has been switched over to Punchlist MMA. So at Punchlist MMA on Instagram, you can see our running tally for the year. Last this last year, um, well, so your name's on the end of it too, right, Dale? Or is it just Punchless MMA? There's Punchless MMA. That's where the tally's at. Okay. So Punchless uh, MMA Dale is just my, it's just me sort of commenting on okay. shit and picking fights with people. So they eventually look up the Punchless. That's kind of what my hopes is. <laughs> yeah, I just get on, I get on MMA pages and just stir shit with people that don't know what they're talking about. So, yeah. um, but I would prefer if people, you know, obviously you can follow me, but if, at Punchless MMA is the actual show. Uh, there, it's our, our, our feed for the show is there. Okay. Um, but we're going to keep a running tally of all, all of our plays there. So all that to say fistful of cash ended last year, uh, with 278 wins and 146 losses. Okay. Um, so, and that's betting on every single fight. Right. Um, what I, and I mean, that's better than Vegas odds, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty better, close. better than 50%, yeah, or so, 60%. So or 60% 60. is where you want to be. We finished the year at like 63 and a third or something like that. Right. But what that was, though, is there's what I did was provided a prediction for every single fight. It, listening to the show, we determined whether or not you actually want to bet on it. But what I would do is, is all the same, put a prediction on who I was going to win. Whether, whether we were suggesting betting on it or not, I still wanted to provide who I thought was going to win and who who wasn't. So right. just picking fights, that's where we were at. Okay. Um, so which isn't bad. And then we did that this year, or with this iteration, we're just doing it for bets. Um, it got bogged down. People were confused as to the number wasn't matching the bet play. People didn't know understand. So we're just doing bets this year. In this last event, the Conor McGregor fight, we had six wins and two losses. Yeah, that was my my second question on yeah. that whole thing was, did you guys do well on the uh, <clears throat> the Conor Cowboy fight? fight yeah. But yeah, so we did we did really well on that event. Um, there was quite. So a you few, told you told people to put their money on Conor first round. Yeah. yeah. So we said uh, there's not if you have higher bankroll, play Conor because um, he was sitting at about minus 300 come fight time. So right. That's, so you had to bet 300 to get 100. Right. Yeah. Yep. So if you have a good bankroll, that's a great way to do it. But we suggested the play as Connor first round knockout, which was at plus 200. So two to one return on your money. Okay. Uh, he knocked him out in 40 seconds. So yeah. it was it was it was a good night. But it was a great <clears> night <throat> prior to that. Um, you know, because we had we had made some good plays prior to that. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it because it was pay per view, and I, I normally don't buy the pay per views. You know, if it's a free fight night or something, or if it's on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. I might watch it. But the pay per views, I just don't buy anymore. Yeah, I'll go the next day and just look at the replays. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So uh, you know, with that with that event, one of the ones that we missed, and uh, one of the ones we missed was the Andre Feely Sadiq Youssef fight. Um, we took Feely. He was a he was a plus one ten come by the time he walked out. When we suggested making the play, he was a plus one forty. And just so just so the people know, so if you play, you say plus one ten. That means if you oh, bet a hundred, sure, okay. you win one ten, right? Yeah. So all right. Okay. So real quick, the plus minus system is is the American version of betting. Uh, the the system that they use. So when you see a minus next to the to the line, that person is the favorite to win the fight. Okay. Um, Using it at a hundred dollar scale, if you see something that say is a is minus one hundred and ten, 
you would have to bet $110 to win $100. So you would win your $110 back plus an additional $100. The flip side of that is the plus side, and say somebody is plus $110. If you bet $100, you would win $110 plus your $100 back. Right. So you're going to win more money on the underdog for the most part, which is the plus side of the bet. Right. Okay. So... Um, Andre Feely was a plus one forty one. But you're also you're you're gambling more to, yeah. to bet on the underdog. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is why you win more money. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Feely was a was an underdog going into the fight. I personally um I scored the fight as a draw. The judges had it as a unanimous decision for Sadiq Youssef, which is fine. Um, but you know, it brings up this greater issue that we're seeing more and more, especially those of us that bet on MMA, is that the judging is absolutely atrocious. Um, and one of the things that there's an app out there called Verdict MMA, um, and they do a great job of what they call they have what they call a global scorecard. So as you watch the fights, you if you have an account with them, you can score the fights along with. Tens of thousands of other people in the world. Okay. And then at the end of the fight, it gives a global scorecard of how people saw that fight end up. So you can see sort of where you where you landed amongst what everybody else was watching. Um, but what that, what, what that spurs in me is this, this idea that I think that MMA should have, um, I think they should have open scoring. I think that at the end of each round, the judges' scores should be displayed so that the fighters and teams can see where they stand as they move into the next round. Because what we have, and we're seeing time and time again... I mean, right now, you just your corner says, we think you won that round, yeah. or you didn't win that round. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's it. So what we see now is guys going into the third round thinking that they're winning the fight, and they're not. Yeah. Um, and... You know, or they might be really down and need a knockout, and their logic is, "Oh, I just need to win this round." Right. That affects their energy. Sure, whatever. Sure, and it's a big problem. Yeah, because Andre Feely going into the third round thought he was winning the fight. Right. But come to find out, he had lost the previous two rounds. So how would he have fought differently in round three had he known that he was he had lost the first two rounds? Right. But on the flip side of that, if you don't know. You should just be going out there every fucking round and giving it your all no matter what. You can to an extent, but there's also that weird, you know, when you have guys that are mutually dangerous, you can't throw, you can't go reckless abandon. And unfortunately, with the pay scale in the UFC, guys are really penalized for losing fights. You're more, you're rewarded more for fighting safe than you are fighting dangerously. The fans... The UFC is an organization, Dana White. But, the, but yet they say never leave it up to the judges. They say never leave it up to the judges. But to me, that seems like that seems like cannon fodder to get somebody to sacrifice themselves for entertainment purposes. Yeah, uh, I know it's prize well, fighting. I know it's a, yeah. I know it's a blood sport kind of thing. But here's the I'm thing: I'm sure that's what Dana wants. That's exactly what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you can go out there and be an absolute animal, but if you get slept in the first thirty seconds, he doesn't care that you went out there like an animal. He cares that you got knocked out in 30 seconds. Yeah. So you have to risk or you have to measure risk versus reward. And we're seeing more and more guys are getting and girls are getting that wrong on how they're assessing the fights and which way they're going. Yeah. And it's, it's becoming a problem. 
Speaking of that, though, what, what do you think he likes? Do you think – I mean, we're talking Dana here. Do you think he likes a 40-second knockout like in the Conor McGregor fight? Or does he like a five-round fight? What do you think is better? I mean, better for the fans, obviously, right. is a longer fight. Right. Well, I don't know. Sometimes – I don't know. What do you think? I think – so I, I think the more that you get the faster knockouts, the more your personality comes into play. Um, I think that you can get – I think you can be the guy that gets five-round bloodbaths if your person and, and not have a great personality. Like Robbie Lawler, right? right. Robbie Lawler is – Wars. He's an absolute wars, and people love him because of that. But if you hear him talk, he's real soft-spoken like this. He don't really talk trash about anybody. He just kind of, I'm yeah. Robbie Lawler, and I'm a cold-blooded killer. And that's kind of it, right? Yeah. But you go out there, and he's an absolute animal, so it doesn't matter. Um, but on the flip side of that – if you go out there and you knock somebody out in 30 seconds, right? Okay, you knocked him out. You're a cold-blooded killer. Here's a microphone in front of your face. You can't be like, oh yeah, that's kind of... you got to right. be. You got to have McGregor. right? You got You got to be. I'm the best in the fucking. I'm the. I'm this. I'm that. And the other. It it matters more, yeah. right? In that regard, and I think Dana White wants somebody. I mean, Dana's got his money regardless. He wants somebody that the people can rally behind, right? Like, Cowboy is not a great trash talker, but Cowboy's willing to go to battle with anybody. He'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. And people love that about him. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he doesn't talk all that well. It's the matter that he goes to war with somebody. Connor is not built for war because he's... I, I was I got into an argument with a guy the other day online. Connor is a sports car, right? And he's, he's the finest sports car that money can buy. And he's really great in very short bursts. But everything on him is breakable, and he's not practical to use a lot. Um, which is why, if he's going to win, he's going to do it early. And if a fight tends to go the distance, with the exception of the Nate Diaz fight the second time around, yeah, the second time, you see him get the shit kicked out of him. He's just not built for it. Yeah. That's not what he is. So the fact that he well, is, it's because he hasn't had that experience either, right? I mean, he's always been a quick finisher. He's always so. been a quick finisher, and yeah. he's got that larger kind of like life. Tyson. You took him into the later rounds, and right. Uh, he wasn't as dangerous anymore. Right. Yeah. You, he's got that larger-than-life personality, and that's what helps because people see that and they see, oh man, this guy's a killer, and he talks really well. This is this is what it's you know. And Dana loves, you know, he just he loves people that that the John and Jane Doe public can rally behind, whether they watch MMA religiously or not. Right, and that's probably one of the biggest. Complaints about UFC, right, is that they, they don't really match up. The people that should be matched up is really who can talk a better game and sure. provide entertainment sure. value to, to what he's trying to do. Well, they implement, they have a ra- they have a ranking system and they ignore it. Yeah. Now, to your average layperson or somebody that wants to get new into the sport, right, because you always want to bring in new people because <clears> new people buy merch, they buy tickets, they do all these things. If you want to convert new fans, the way to do that is to give them systems and um, you know systems and ideal and, and diagrams that they can follow that makes things easier why that's one of the things we try to do with our show is try to explain to people why this fight matters right like this is a like UFC fight night Raleigh that's happening this weekend the main event is Curtis Blades versus Junior dos Santos why does this fight matter? People want to get they want they want the story they want to get invested in it. Why does this matter to me? Right. Rankings help with that because how old is DeSantos now? I think he's 36, 35, okay. somewhere around there. Right. Um, Seems older than that, but right. Um, 
So people want, they want to rally behind a, a story and then they see the numbers and then the numbers is the visual cue as to what, you know, oh, it's number four versus number three. Yeah. These guys are good. But what you have is, is is a system in place now with the UFC where they don't give a shit about their own rankings. Whoever's going to sell the most tickets, that's who gets the fight. Yeah, that's who gets that's the sad. title shot. So that that's what's wrong. That that's what's broken. Right. Um, and Connor is the biggest uh, offender of utilizing a broken system because he sells a shit ton of tickets. Yeah. He sells an absolute shit ton of tickets. Yeah. So. That's that's the problem. Kind of going off of MMA for a little yeah. bit, but did did you guys? Because you were still doing fistful of cash, I guess. Did you guys do uh, any of the college football playoff betting or no? You stay away from that. So this year, um, this year we did not. Um, I've had a couple <clears throat> people reach out to me on Instagram. A couple people reach out to my brother because he was primarily the one that was doing the, was doing football mm-hmm. um, and ask for our opinion on stuff. Then just based on what we've done in the past, but we did not do a uh, we did not do a college football playoff episode. We will be doing I only ask because I'm you know Clemson fan and Clemson's sure. in there, but yeah. yeah. Um, I just didn't know if you who you chose as far as Clemson Ohio State or Clemson L S U. Yeah, so we took I me personally I bet I bet uh, Clemson over Ohio State and then I took LSU in the national championship. Yeah, game. I took Clemson, Vegas. I had my son bet for yeah. me in Vegas, and I lost, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. You know, you, you look at a guy like Joe Burrows, and you think that the the polish is going to wear off at some point. You know, what I mean, you can't stay that shiny for that long. Yeah. And he has just been. Yeah, he's in for a rude awakening. He's, going to uh, where's he going? Cincinnati, right? Uh, that's the that's the rumor. Yeah. 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 Who knows? He might do well. He might. He he very well might. But LSU is, you know, in yeah, the rankings. I would think. I, I, I don't would know what the preseason so. was, but Clemson's back at number one on preseason. Right. I don't, I'm not sure where LSU fell in that, but even as national champions, they're right four or five, maybe. I don't know. I have to. I have, have to, to look, look it up. up. Yeah. We are going to do a Super Bowl episode um, where for, for on the punch list we're gonna. We're going to bring my brother back in, for, and we're going to talk Super Bowl prop bets and talk Super Bowl nice. bets. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Bring your brother in occasionally and yeah. do, do a little side betting yeah. type thing. Well, what what Skype, you know, because we're using Skype for the for the video. Yeah, I want to get into that and figure out what you're using yeah. nowadays and stuff, too. But. Yeah, so we're using Skype for the video component, but with Skype, you can bring in a third person. So it makes things super easy. Before, we were using ClearCast, and you couldn't bring in a third person. That's right, ClearCast. Yeah. yeah, we were using ClearCast before, which is great if there's no video and it's just audio and it's two people and you just want to talk to each other. It's perfect and it mixes your audio for you. But now that we're doing video, Skype is Skype is king. I mean, we can do Adobe Audition, but it costs money and Skype is free. Tell me about and, it. And free is what I'm on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, so, Skype, okay, so... Well, finish your finish your story, and then I want to get into yeah yeah what what you're using now, what what equipment you're using because I want to do some remote stuff with uh, right. with my son out in Flagstaff yeah. and kind of have, have him as a as a co-host. But yeah, um, yeah. So we we use Skype. I mean, that's that's what we're using. So I I've got my Yeti microphone. Um, I've got my so it's still the same USB mic. That yeah, you had. USB mic. I've got uh, Sony headset. I got the black version of of, of what you've got here. Yeah. Um, and I, I it's, everything's the same setup. We're just moving. We just moved everything over to Skype, and Skype is so easy 
the new version of it, all you do is connect the call. There's a button that says record. You hit record and you hit stop when you're done, and then it sends you the file in your email. It's just sitting right there waiting for you. Okay. So send you the file. So yeah, how do you put it all together? So you've are using you're using Skype for the audio and everything? I mean Yes. So you okay, so Skype does the audio and the video all for you. Yeah. So you can you what you can download an MP three version of what you know, your conversation. Okay. Or you can take the MP four video file, whichever one you want. And then put it whatever channel, whatever medium you want to publish it. All right. So you might take. Uh, so you do. You do a show, and you take the MP4 file and throw it into like Audacity or something, and and mess with the audio levels. So so I'm, this is where I'm going to be completely honest with you. One of the one of the great things about working with Trey is he that, that he's got. Well, he he doesn't do it, but he's got a guy that handles that. Okay. For us, so when we record, we take that MP4 file, he downloads it, and then when he sends it back to us, it's got our logo, our music, the Stay Classy logo, it's got everything on it yeah. for us. Okay. Um, and then I ask for the MP3 file for it, and then he cleans that up and sends it to me as well. But he adds our intro music to it and everything else. But getting on there and looking at it, you can I can see how he does it. I just don't do it because I don't know how. I have no experience with with video editing, so I don't know how to do like the cool, like you know, have the logo come in and hang out on the screen like you saw and back out. I don't know how to do any of that. But if I wanted to just take that MP4 blank as it is and throw it on YouTube, it's right there for you to do. Yeah. So it's super easy in that regard. Okay. Um, you know, I from that production standpoint, my, that was and that was my my biggest um, reservation on doing video before was I just didn't know any of the production side of it and right maybe, that's a reservation for me now because to do it remotely and have a yeah. video from over there and a video from over here and put it all together so right I can do everything locally here but yeah they have somebody on the other side of the world well I think I, I honestly think I mean in my opinion Skype's the way to go because it it so when you record like when you do a Skype call it it looks like big screen imposed you know you see them big they and you see yourself little right in the corner but when you save the file at the end of the conversation it 50 50s it for you okay so, so it does that for you so, split yeah, screens it yeah so when you see our thing it, it 50 50 that for us it split screens you or split screens it for you and it saves it right into your call log as an mp4 file and when you download it you just go to your downloads folder and hit, you know, whatever, double click on it, and it starts playing the conversation. So and that's you, all free. It's all free. Okay. It's all free. You don't have to have a premium version of it. There's no minute li limit on it or anything like that. It's all right. free. Okay. Um, so you can take that same thing and whatever video software you're using now to edit or however you're changing your levels. If they could, if you can put an MP4 file in that, you should be able. I would imagine do the exact same thing. Yeah, the exact same. Because because right. I use Adobe, you know, I pay for that. Yeah. But, yeah. And then it's the same thing for MP3. You, whenever you know, it gives you the conversation file, and then you can, you know, whatever MP3 audio version, you can pick the version of it you want, and then, then you have the audio. Hmm. Okay. So I will definitely look into yeah, that. We just send it off. Um, what's the guy's name? I think his name's Jose. We send it off to Jose, and he puts our intro music on it and does all that stuff for us and sends it back to us. Cool. It, it takes him three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I. I listened to this one the day before I put it up, and I was like, hey, this little tiny thing needs fixed. And Trey was like, yeah, all right, I'll tell Jose. And then it was like five minutes later, he was like, it's in the inbox, or the, <laughs> the share drive. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I got on, I was like, oh, shit, there it is. And I just, yeah. it, 
Whatever it is, it's really easy because this guy does it in a matter of minutes for us. Uh, okay. If it was labor intensive, I imagine he'd be wanting to charge us an arm and a leg and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But right. He's well, I might just play around with it. You know, just call my son and yeah, on the computer here with the mic and whatever, and just do a, a test a test version of it and just see what I can do with it. But right, because we've been wanting to do you know a co-host thing for a while, my son and I. Yeah. Would you know versus me moving out there and doing right. it live, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. It sounds very cool. It's super easy. I mean, and then like this last episode. So prior to the, the first episode we did, I used my I used my USB mic and my headset still. But this last time, I have just a built-in headset mic as well that I use for work every once in a while. And I just I used that this last one because it was easier than trying to figure out the way the setup the mic looked coming from the you know because I used just the camera that's on my laptop. So I, you know, rather than try to position the mic and do all kind, I just put the headset on and it was yeah. it was easy, man. And it sounds. It sounds just fine. Right. It's, I think that, you know, people that do this a lot, like you and I, we get hung up on the audio side of it. But your average person, as long as it's not crazy out of whack and they can listen to it, they really don't give a shit. Yeah. I get real anal about it. And people tell me all the time, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, oh, it's right. not. It's not fine at all. Right. It sucks. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Right. People, yeah. But so. even like me personally, like, so I'll listen to your show while I'm driving because I drive a lot for work. And, you know, you'll be like, I can hear, you know, the air conditioner. I can hear that damn thing rattling. And I'm like, I can't hear it. I, yeah. Well, I, usually, usually I say it on the podcast. Right. And by the time I edit it and do everything, I cut it out or right, whatever. Right. I kind right. of decrease it some. But, right. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> it does piss me off. Every yeah, I know. It comes off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've even turned it off today. Right. It's not even. It's not going to come on at all today. So right. I turned the AC or the heater off, so it might be getting chilly in here. Actually, no, but. no, it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah, so that's that's what we've been doing, man. We've just been, you know, just sort of recreated something that was already working well, and just try to make it better. You know, everybody wants to have a lean, mean, sure. operating machine. That's kind of what we've been doing, and it's been. It's been great, man. Life's been super busy, but this 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 new venture has been awesome. Cool. So, did you talk about it already? About what your numbers are now that you've gone to this versus fistful of cash? I mean, what's your you know what honestly, your win loss percentage now? Yeah, it's about the same. Uh, honestly, because we switched over and it's a new thing. Um, what 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 we did that did not help matters any um, is that. I was pretty much radio silent in the podcast game throughout the month of December. Right. Um, and as you're aware, momentum is key. If you put out consistent creative content, yeah, uh, people tend to continue to consume. And if you take big lulls off, you lose momentum. Yeah. Um, I took most of December off, which killed momentum. And then when I came back, it was with a new product. Right. So, you know, we've... I mean, a new product, but it was still all you did was rename what you your Instagram already was. You sure. didn't lose all that no, 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 that no, you no. started. You no. just put a new name on it. Yeah. So our Instagram. Because I went and looked at your numbers, and it's it's not like you're back to one. No, we're not back <laughs> yeah. to one. We're not back to one. And the Punchlist MMA Instagram page is doing wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, me personally, once what was once fistful of cash, um, and is now just. I'm using as my personal Instagram page. I it dropped, you know. I think I lost like 200 people in the last two days, three days, something like that. Right. Um, but that's just that's just what it is because I'm not doing. I'm not providing the same value as I was before. It's just kind of my sure. own personal piss around page. 
go pick fights with people and, and try to get them to go check out my podcast kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, I'm going to drop people off there. But our Instagram for the punch list is doing fantastic. Right. So Now, let me ask you this question because you, you do well on Instagram. Yeah. So what do you think is, you know, all the stuff I do, I just I post a picture, I make a little post, and I send one thing out there. It goes into the feed. Yeah. I know a lot of people are huge into the story game. Yeah. You know, the Instagram stories. Yeah. Do you think that's the better way to go, the stories? From what I can tell and everything I've read, all the experts that that, that talk about social media management and growth, stories are where it's at right now. Is that where it's at? I I have no story game whatsoever. I have no story game either (laughs) other than I just, like before I walked in, I was just like, hey, I'm going to be on Craft Conversations again. Subscribe to it now so that way you guys can check it out whenever it's ready. But I always just type stuff out on there. There's people on there that do like... Videos with interactive shit coming in and out. Right, they one, got all kind of one. I don't, tags and right. hashtags and websites and I don't care enough to do it like that. Yeah. Um, I'll put some stay classy meat stuff up there with our promo code. Um, Trey's really great about putting like interactive polls and pictures and all that stuff on the Punchlist MMA page. We do that leading up to events, so that way we get user engagement. Uh, we do a lot of polls. We do a lot of, you know, ask us anything style of things because it gives us a chance to interact with the community because sure. people view stories in the sense that it's there for 24 hours. So they don't necessarily need to consume it right away. And you can add an interactive component to it that you can't necessarily add with a post. A post yeah. is a static thing that has no life, whereas a story, you can interject movement and sound and life and volume into it. Yeah. Um, that a post doesn't have. Yeah, I got to get better at that. But that you know, that's always been my thing is it's only there for twenty four hours. So if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. But I guess it's people see it. Yeah, yeah I, I got some people I follow that I'll click on their story and there's fucking twenty five hashes. You know, yeah, the story sure. throughout a day. And I'm like, how do you have time sure. to do all that stuff? Sure. But yeah. they do it. Ours and looks it like works. that on fight night because we up we you know we commentary on the fight as we go yeah um but that's really about it and then like i said throughout the week you know trey will put up posts and polls and all that kind of stuff but that's yeah i i, I am while i know a, a good deal about it i'm not as good at it as i should be for how much i try to pay attention to it yeah i pay attention to it a lot i'm just not very good at it the way a lot of people are right but it's also because i've got a lot of other shit going on i can't sit there and make some crazy ass interactive thing for people to, to work around with. I just mm-hmm. I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I I feel bad now about, you know, with work and then you know, side projects and everything else I've got going on, I live in my damn phone. And, you know, I feel bad about it now because my kids, you know, probably see me walking around with my damn phone in my hand 90% of the time while they're awake and it sucks. Yeah. But I'm tethered to this thing sometimes, man. Most of the time, I'm tethered to this thing. And the most depressing shit in the world with an iPhone is at the end of the week, they send you a report (laughs) that tells you how much time you spent on your phone each day. And it sucks. It freaking sucks. I hate it. It does. (laughs) I liked it better when I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? Because, you you know, I want to engage our listeners and our audience and our fans when it comes to this show. Um, you know, I'm on it for work cause I'm checking my emails and, you know, trying to, to follow up with people and do stuff like that. And then, you know, I, 
I created and launched an app last year, and I'm always oh, yeah. I'm always checking on that. Like that's, you know, I check on that like a baby that has a hard time breathing. I'm always looking at this thing constantly. It's you know I, I can't get away from it. Yeah, so. let's talk about that. What is that again? Okay, so let me get a drink here. I forgot forgot all about that. So the app is called Referred. Referred. Um, referred. Yeah. Um, if people want to, it's available on Apple and Android. It's on tr- if you go to tryreferred.com. Um, there's links to the Android and Apple store there that'll take you to it. Um, but what it is, like all great ideas, it was birthed out of frustration. Um, so being avid podcast listeners, you know, as well as I do that there's promotional codes for everything, right? But unless you consume that content at that exact time, that promotional code gets lost in the fray. Um, so I listen to a couple podcasts that are sponsored by an app called Robinhood. Are you familiar with Robinhood? I've heard it, but I, I can't remember. It's what a it's a stock trading app where it's okay. It, it's, it's yeah, I don't do that yeah, anymore. So. No uh, no fees for your trades. Uh-huh. Um, but what they do is is that if I sign up and then I get you to sign up using my code, we both get a free stock in a Fortune 100 company. Okay, so that's a pretty good deal. They don't tell you about that until after you sign up, though. Just bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, so I got mad about it, and I thought well, it would be really great if there was a way where people could notify and share these kind of ideas before somebody buys or sells or trades anything. Can I go and find a marketplace where before I download or subscribe to something, if there's a way that I can share or find a friends and family discount or a promotional code for an item? And what I found is there was there wasn't one. Right. So I made one, which is referred. Yeah. Um, so what we have now is a global network of people that are on there every day sharing friends and family discount codes for businesses all over the world. Where if you're going to take advantage of something, check it out first and see if you can find a promotional code for it to help save yourself some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes it great, and I think what sets it apart from other things, is that a lot of these promotional codes for friends and family discounts, they work two ways where if somebody uses it, they save money, but you can also make money on it. Like Verizon has a deal where you make $100 in bill credit for every person that you get to sign up at Verizon. So your average person that's going to go, you know, every day you go to a Verizon store, you got to wait for a damn hour to get seen by somebody because there's some people in there buying phones. They're all setting up for plans, right? Whereas if they would just turn around and talk to each other and say, look, you get yours, right? And then give me your code. You'll get $100 off your bill and I'll get $100 off when I sign up. So we're just going to make each other money. Yeah. But nobody does that. You sign up, then I walk up behind you like a lemming and I sign up. Then the lemming behind me. You're saying they keep that, Verizon is keeping that information away from you. Hell yeah. Because they don't want to spend all that money. Until after you sign up. Yeah. After you sign up, then they tell you about it. Okay. But your average person isn't going to turn around to the person behind them and tell them that because they don't. They're right. not going to I just signed up. Hey, right. Sign up right. by code. And it's bogus, right? It's yeah. bogus. That it shouldn't be like that. Right. So you have these people, right? And a perfect example. I'll just use my wife, right? So we have a login on Hotels.com, right? We put our Hotels.com logo or not logo, our promotional code that Hotels.com gives us. We put it up on the app. Within 20 minutes, I had enough credits from people signing up that I got three free nights. Yeah. So next time we want to go on like a little, 
getaway, I don't know, try to make another kid or something like that. It's paid for already. <laughs> in 20 right. minutes, it was paid for. Right. Because people are like, oh, yeah, shit, I want $10 off my next day. Sure. I'm, you know, I'm going wherever next week. Yeah, I need that. Boom, and they scoop it up. We got a guy that shot us an email and said, I, I put my credit card promo code up on there. I got, you know, damn near half a million frequent flyer miles now because people signed up for Chase Miles card using my promo code. Hmm. It's just there. Yeah. But your average person signs up for all these things all the time and doesn't look because it's not there. And then when you do get it, like you get your bill statement or you get your your, your sign-up email, your thanks for downloading email, you don't want to be that guy that's pandering to your friends and family going, hey, can you all sign up for this blah, 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 you know, car, credit card or go to this bank or this dry cleaner or this gym yeah. or whatever the hell maybe. Nobody likes that guy. Nobody right. wants to be that guy. But yet right. everybody is still going to sign up at that gym and they could all be getting a free month and you getting a free month if they just use your damn code. Right. I mean, like for instance, I you know I signed up for the Cash App and as soon as I did, I invited all my contacts right. to Cash App and everybody's like, fuck you, don't invite right. me to right. shit, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Two weeks from now, half of them are probably going to download the Cash App. Yeah, they're going to get the Cash App and I could have got money out of it. And you could have got money out of it. Yeah. So what we have, it's funny you say the Cash App. So on our app, there's a trending deals uh, portion of it. And you can see all the deals that are trending worldwide uh, okay. and who's doing the best. Cash App is number one because there's constantly people on there sharing their Cash App codes. And yeah. they're doing that because other people are getting on before <clears throat> they download the Cash App and getting those codes. Right. Same thing with Uber Eats. You know, first time deliveries for new users, it's like $5 off. All you got to do is just create a new email address. And Uber Eats will give you that same $5 code <laughs> over and over and over again. Same thing with DoorDash. Same thing with Grubhub. If you and I sit here and we create four different emails with four different promo codes, we can order $45 worth of free food from DoorDash and have it delivered to us today. Wow. All you got to do is do the legwork. Yeah. That's it. I've got two emails already. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you sign up, they give you the promo code, and you just feed each other. It's an echo chamber. Hmm. The whole goal with this is to break the referral system. Yeah. I would love nothing more than for companies worldwide go shit for for 50 years we've had this referral program and you know damn it Jones only 7% of the people have ever tried to use it and now we're seeing a 50% uptick why is that well sir it's this damn referred app we're losing <laughs> money on it because somebody created this this thing yeah. that's the goal because they listen they make these programs and they make them in a way that it's inconvenient for you and it makes you feel like a salesman they want you to be a brand ambassador for them and it shouldn't be like that you're going to use the product. You're going to use the service anyway. Just digital handshake with somebody. You request the code. I look at your request. I send you the code. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't. We don't track whether or not you use it. You could look at it and go, oh, it's not for me. And you don't use it. Whatever. Yeah. But you could. You could use it. Maybe, you know, so it's one of those things where it's just, hey, if you're going to use it, here's a voucher, right? That's what it is. It's just a digital voucher to help try to save you money. That's very cool. So, how'd you go about making that? I mean, how, how'd you how'd you get involved with that? What do you have to do to make an app? Right. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> so, too much for this podcast. Yeah. No. 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 So I don't. I don't code. I know. I know. You know shit all about coding. I know nothing about it. Um, I, I try really hard to know what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. That yeah. is not something I'm good no, at. Me either. Um, so what I did was I sought some of the best people in the world legitimately to see if they would be interested in doing it. I did a ton of research online, and I found a firm um, that, you know, honestly, 
from the the moment I started talking with them, they were a plus honest, straight up. You know, loved everything about what they what they were saying. Loved the other projects that they've worked on in the past, um, and you know, went to them with this idea, naive and foolish, and you know, not sure, my head in the hole in the ground, and they treated me fairly and honestly and said, look, this is what you're going to need. This is what we can do. And there's 80 steps between here and there. And are you, are you, can you do any of these? No, you can't. Okay. So let's, let's try to figure out how we can get this done for you. Yeah. So, um, my personal recommendation with somebody is if you're legit about wanting to get an app done, spend the money, or make the appropriate introductions to find the right partners to get it done. Don't shortchange yourself because if there's one thing that people don't tolerate, it's something that doesn't work right or something that doesn't look right. Oh yeah, sure. They hate it. They hate it. You can get away with a lot with like you know audio with a podcast. People will people will forgive you for a lot. If you have an app that crashes constantly or doesn't look good or doesn't work the way you want it to, they will delete that shit off their phone and tell everybody that they know that it's stupid. Don't download it. Right. So you got to get it right. Um, so we were. I was very, very careful about who I chose and the team that I've that I've crafted uh, around me to help me with it. Uh, from a development standpoint to a coding to a to, to just everything. I've I've been super intentional about the people that I've picked. Um, you know, the other guy, co-founder of mine, he, it, it was, everything's an intentional move. It was a very, very real risky project. Um, and that's one I'm, I'm damn proud of. Yeah. It worked. Seems like it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, you know, I mean, we're so early stages. We just launched in September. So everything's so early. We're still learning as we go. Um, we're not quite crawl or we're a little bit past crawling, but we're not running yet. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a mean machine, man. We're seeing just people all over the world that are using it. Uh, we've had articles written about us all, you know, online Fox news out in San Francisco did a piece on us. Um, a couple pieces, uh, in various news outlets around the country have, have, have featured us and talked about it. It's been awesome. It's been absolutely crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll see if we can get a few more people on it. Yeah. I mean, it's. Listen, I, I do it, you know, and I'm doing it, one, because, I mean, obviously it's a marketable and profitable landscape, but also, I, I'm so sick and tired of people that are rich getting freaking richer and, you know, exploiting systems, man. I hate people that exploit systems. Yeah. Um, well, as based on my tirade earlier about MMA judging, I freaking hate people that exploit systems, and um, I want to break that system, this referral program where that you don't tell people about shit till after the fact i want to break it yeah so what well, it's got is it, it, you know you being an air force guy and myself yeah. i mean it kind of goes back to you know all these people out there that offer military discounts but they don't promote that they offer military discounts I mean, right come you on, tell me, me up front you that made I, me ask for yeah you made me ask for right it. you make me yeah. ask for it and then re- regard and and what i don't like about having to ask for it is it puts on this like like holier than thou sort of uh, air to what it's like. Do you offer a, a military discount when you ask people? You don't have to word yeah. it like that. But that's how I feel when I say it. Right. You hand me this bill and I look at you and I can either... Yeah, it's sh- almost like, can I get something for free? Right, yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to give me for free today? Or what can you... Can you pay... Can I pay less than this? And you're like, yeah. 
that's not what I'm about. It's just, but if you offer it, I'd like to take advantage of it. I do sure. believe that I've earned it. I'd like that if, if you have it. Um, but, you know, what we've done is, is, you know, with this app, we're trying to create it so people, that the power goes back to people and that Instagram is a great, a great um, market for this. There's brand ambassadors for everybody, right? So you want everybody from the Instagram booty model to the, to the, the, the MMA fighter, everybody's got some product that they're using with some promotional code. Everybody's their own personal brand, right? Yeah. Um, but what we're trying to do is, and what we've done, is we've created global and local leaderboards where you can go on and you can search Somerville, South Carolina, and you can see who, who the top referral reference is in Somerville, South Carolina. So... If you are the number one person in Somerville, South Carolina, when it comes to banking referrals, right? The idea is that two years from now, when hopefully this thing's in on millions of phones, a bank will look at you and go, Brian, you're a Wells Fargo customer right now. I can't afford to have you not be a Synovus Bank customer. What's it going to take for me to get you to switch over to Synovus Bank? Hmm. Because you are a person of influence in this regard. Yeah. What's it going to take? And you say, well, I don't know, 500 bucks a month. <laughs> okay, we'll pay you $500 a month if you become a Synovus Bank customer and share your Synovus code with everybody on the referred app. Yeah. So you create your own personal brand. Your average person can't do that because if you look at a thing like Instagram, unless you're hilarious, famous, or super hot, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. Right? We're all on there looking at the famous, funny, and super hot people. Mm -hmm. That's all we're doing. Referred eliminates that, right? And you're wondering, why are you famous? Right. You're not so hot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you look at this and you go, okay, you know, this guy has vouched for, you know, 300 and some odd people. You know, 300 and some odd people have used his banking code um, to, to save money at Synovus Bank, right? So now you get a new deal where, I don't know, um, Hell, it doesn't matter. Swig and Swine, right? Shout out local restaurant. Swig and Swine says, use promo code Craft Conversations. We'll give you ten percent off your entire bill. People look at you and go, "This is a man of integrity," or "This is a person of integrity." Everything that he's done prior to this has checked out with this many X odd people. This has got to be a good deal. So it allows you to build your own personal brand within the app and on a global and a local scale. So. It's, I like it. Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to take that brand ambassadorship and apply it to a normal person. So if somebody gets on there and they say, you know, uh, whatever, Baker Motors is having a buy one, get one free on Mercedes S500s, you're like, that can't be right. And then you look at it and go, oh, well, yeah, this guy's only had two referrals that have that have panned out. His numbers make nothing. And, yeah, this is absolutely full shit. You flag it and we remove it. Yeah. But, you know, what it's going to do is eventually the hope is, the, the pie in the sky hope is, is that businesses are not going to be able to get by with offering bare minimum for people anymore. Your business, my business, your average person's business is important and it matters. Local business or national business, we have power as consumers. It matters. It really does. Um, and they should treat us fairly. So if SunTrust Bank is offering, you know, a pound of chipped ham and, and, and two loaves of bread to sign up for a new bank account, 
and Wells Fargo's offering 500 and 500, shame on SunTrust. You better start offering 500 and 500, or I'm going to take my business to Wells Fargo. Yeah. And having a one-stop location where you can see who's offering what, you can you can quickly vet who's completely full of shit and trying to take advantage of other people and who's not. But I love not to shout, not to say anything negative about SunTrust or Wells Fargo. I don't. Right. Know, just examples. Have. But yeah, just we got examples. it. We get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want somebody from SunTrust being like. <laughs> you know, coming after you, but yeah, that's that. I mean, so, um, but like I said, it's on the Apple Store and it's on Android as well, or uh, the Google Play Store. Just referred. Um, there's a there's a copycat out there that's trying to cramp our style um, called Get Referred. That's not us. All right, it's not us. Referred, just referred. Our logo is inspired by the Ravenel Bridge. Um, it is two R's that look like hands that are shaking one another. So. Right. If you find the bridge, you're in good shape. I'm going to promote it. <laughs> I love it. Sounds yeah. great. So, uh, hmm. So you got a lot of uh, you got two new ventures, I guess. I you got, got two this, new ventures. Yeah, you we got, got this. Got punch you got and we got referred. It's been a big deal. I, I listen. I'm super pumped about referred. I love it. But this, this is my baby. Yeah. As far as my passion project, I absolutely love what we're doing with the punch list right now. It's it's awesome. Right, and um, the next fight is Raleigh. You said you are you going to Raleigh. I'm not going to Raleigh for okay. it. Um, I wish I was. My wife's a night shift nurse. She works weekends, so Friday and Saturday night she's at the hospital. That means my butt's at the house with the kids. I can't go to Raleigh. Well, the kids um, would love a MMA night. You know what? You know what's crazy <laughs> is my my the two older ones would absolutely yeah. would, but I can't take a nine month old. Nah. Uh, I, yeah, that would be a that wouldn't be a thing. But yeah, this Saturday night. Um, main event, Curtis Blades versus Junior Dos Santos, heavyweight showdown, wrestler versus striker matchup. Um, Curtis Blades, minus 250, favorite. He should get the fight done, although his two losses in the UFC have come to power punchers, uh, and that power puncher is Francis Ngannou, uh, so there's no shame in losing there. Uh, right. But he's taken on Junior Dos Santos, um, who is a power puncher, great boxing, good takedown defense, but I don't think... Um, I don't think it's good enough to stop Curtis Blades, who, in my opinion, is the best wrestler in the heavyweight division right now. All right. So you heard it here first. Well, not first. I guess you heard it on the punch list, and that came out today. That, the, yeah, the second new, episode. Yeah, the second second episode is out today. It's out right now. Uh, all audio podcast platforms, from Apple to the little tiny itty bitty ones. Yeah, these guys know yeah, all, they, the, they all, know the, that. all the places. We're on YouTube as well, so Punch List MMA on YouTube as well. Very cool. Well, I think that about says it all. What do you think? Yeah, I want to say one more thing, though. Let's not wait like a year and a half before we do this again. Well, it hasn't been a year and a half. It's been nine months. Has it really? Yeah, April 22nd of last year. Is that right? Nine? No, it couldn't have been because I didn't have the baby then. <laughs> That's what it was. I've been listening to it all day. March, April. We had the baby in Let's March. Hold on, let's take a look. I'm going to re... I'm going to open it Hello, up. Oh, that's the wrong on? one. Hold on. Wait. Nothing much. I saw you chilling. Um, Dale Lippin, 072, episode 72. Yeah. It was published on April 12th, 2019. 2019? So I had the... Well, I guess the baby's not new then. Maybe not. I guess not. Damn. Well, you said nine months old, right? I mean, it's like... Yeah. But I'm saying she was right born Right around the same March. time. She was born in March. Okay. Well, then I guess she had it. So she had the baby and I came or and did the show. Not it. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That doesn't seem like something I would do. I don't know how I got the... Unless we recorded it and I didn't publish it until April 12th, but 
I think I, I think no, you I know what that. it was. I came here after work. That okay. So I was already back to work then, and that's yeah. why that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I got it. Now. Yeah, we won't wait so. The the key is the point is let's not let's, wait so long to get together next <laughs> yeah. time. Listen, I have fun. regardless. I have fun every time I come here, man. You always treat me great, and I love your show, and I listen to it every chance I get. I appreciate um, it. And I know. love your show as well. I the mean, new show, the yeah, old show, right. all the shows. I try to make that known to you every time you put something out. I try to shoot you a little message or whatever, and you know, let you know I listen to it because yeah. I do enjoy it, and I know I appreciate the the craftsmanship that goes into a solo show, and you're out here, and and you you know. Um, when you do have guests on, it's always fun. But to also sit here and do stuff by yourself, I know what that's like. <laughs> you got to so. be a little manic, a little bipolar, right. yeah, to yeah. kind of do it by yourself. So I, I can appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate what goes into that for sure. Um, so yeah, that's really it, man. Uh, I got tickets. You, you like Sturgill Simpson? Who Sturgill Simpson? Uh, sure. I got tickets to go see Sturgill <laughs> in March. That's the next thing I'm looking forward to. So yeah, that was, that's about it. So. Yeah. I was pretty pumped when he decided he was coming to town. So that's nice. it. Um, but I appreciate you having me on. Man. Yeah, man. It's been fun. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for coming back on. Let's do it again. We will. All right. Are we done? I think we're done. Appreciate that's you it, guys. Man. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you guys <laughs> soon. 